Hello and welcome to season two, episode six of Love Most, the podcast with Dea, brought to you by Live Mana Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. When I thought of doing Love Most, the podcast as a concept, I saw no separation amongst us. I wanted to connect with people and help connect those people with you. Love Most, the podcast with Dea is an inclusive platform where I get to speak with people from all walks of life that are doing incredible things to impact their immediate communities or the world around them in some way via a book, a product, a service, or even a podcast. When you love most, you include, not exclude. Love is not just a feeling. Love is a decision. Love is a choice. And love is an action. And in a world where there is so much bullying, public shaming, and judging, I am inviting you today to, above all things, love most. Now, I have an incredible guest for you today, so get let's get started. How are you helping change the world around you? Welcome to Love Most, the podcast with Dea, where you are invited to share your gifts and to, above all things, love most. Brought to you by Dea Music Ministry. For more information on how to be a guest, please visit www.deamusicministry.net. That's www.deamusicministry.net. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you. How are you? Very good. Much better now. Everyone, please welcome Lisa Vranken. Now, before we start, Lisa, I wanted to read a little bit about you and let people know who you are and what you do. So I have your bio here, which I have to read because it is there are so many things that you do that I couldn't memorize that. So here it says that you are an exceptional business leader, a number one best-selling author, proficient marketing expert, and globally recognized brand and media strategist. Currently, you are the executive vice president of Fortune Media Group, Inc., where you spearhead programming for Shark Discoveries as seen on, and as seen on TV Pro with prominent host Kevin Harrington, uh, who is the original shark from the Emmy Award-winning TV show Shark Tank. You are an award-winning television producer with more than two decades of experience in TV, digital marketing, public speaking, PR and events, and branded entertainment. You have recently partnered with Colleen Avis, to co-author the book, Sacred Spaces, which is a number one uh, for new releases on Amazon and has been honored as a winner of Books for Peace in 2022. And also, you are one of the three co-authors of a new book soon to be released called Be, From Passion and Purpose to Product and Prosperity, and with these amazing entrepreneurs, Ashley Black and Corey Minkus, and we'll be talking about that later on in the interview. You're also the architect of the Innovators Think Tank. You have a background in law. You hold a bachelor's degree in political science and economics. 
And you also have earned certifications in biofeedback, hypnotherapy, and neurolinguistic programming. Wow. You are the epitome of brains and beauty. Oh, well, I thank you. I feel the same way about you. Thank, thank you. you. But it's incredible, you know, and I'm talking beauty, not just external beauty, beauty from within. I have to say, uh, knowing you, um, I realize that you are a woman of an immeasurable, of, with a heart of an immeasurable size. You are, the way that you connect with people, the way that you support others, I think that your soul shines with every word that you speak from what I've heard. And I am so grateful to have you here on the podcast today. Well, I am flattered, I am humbled, and I am thankful to be here. It is my honor and my privilege. So ask okay. away, my darling. So we're going to get started. Okay. Um, when I read the chapter in the book, Sacred Spaces, titled, and your chapter was titled, The Art and Science of Manifestation, Creating Your Dream Life, I was in awe of your story and your journey. You start by saying that you believe there are many journeys in a lifetime. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, I don't think that we have one particular purpose only. I think that we evolve and we shift as we age. And I feel like I have lived many different lifetimes in this one lifetime. You know, there are things that I am extremely proud of that I've been able to accomplish. And there are some dark alleys that I've walked down to that, uh, you know, probably could have done without, but they're learning lessons. And that's what I attribute them to. I, I believe we are the sum total of all of our experiences. And I like to use the kaleidoscope um, as an analogy. There are so many different pieces. And every time you shift the kaleidoscope, pieces fall away but you can always create another beautiful image thereafter. I think that choice is up to us. Mm. When we're young, you know, it's not our responsibility what we may have encountered or been put through because we're young. But as we get older, it is our responsibility to learn how to heal ourselves. It is our responsibility to become self-aware. And so that's why I think that there are many different journeys that you can take by virtue of the choices that you make. The older and wiser you get, the better the choices become. Hmm. I love all that. You know, I actually particularly love the way you mentioned, I've never heard anyone speak of the kaleidoscope in the way that you just described. And, and I don't know if you know, but kaleidoscope is also what we call a group of butterflies. And so when I think of you, I think of transformation, you know, because of the way you manifested your dreams and how you transformed yourself from then to now. And I mean, it's incredible. So I think it's perfect that you you are the only person that I've heard use that expression. And when I realized, I said, oh, my goodness, butterflies, which is something that's very much important in my life. You know, the symbolism of transformation and the struggle and the tight cocoon and how they become these beautiful uh, uh, creatures with, you know, beautiful colors. And the tighter and darker the cocoon, the stronger they are, the stronger the wings, the more beautiful the flight. So it's just absolutely complimenting of what you're saying and absolutely beautiful. I love it. Um, I realize that you seem to have had self-awareness at a very early age, you know, in your life. And you're dreaming for a better life for you and your family members very early on. Fast forward to adulthood, right? And you have mastered, you have learned to master the art of uh, manifestation. Can you talk about, you know, the importance of 
managing your limiting beliefs, if you will, right? Your limiting beliefs can affect the way you manifest things. For the person who doesn't know what that is, can you explain mm -hmm. the correlation between manifesting and, you know, the limiting beliefs? How do they affect that? Sure. So if I may, I'd like to just put some things into context. You know, when we speak about um, our childhoods, mine was a highly dysfunctional childhood. I had a very abusive, violent, alcoholic dad. And I have two siblings, both older than myself, and a wonderful mom who has since passed. She'll be gone three years in May. And the bottom line is we lived a lot in terror. And for anybody who's lived with anybody who has any addiction or illness like that, like alcoholism, you, and if that person is indeed violent and abusive, you know that there are a lot of ugly words being spewed. And from when we are in the womb to age eight years old, we become imprinted with all of the, the voices that come to us, the people that are closest to us, be it family or school or what have you. It makes it, it's like carving out grooves in a record in your head or think of it like a download program in a computer. And so as you get older, like I said, it's not your responsibility when you're young, but as you get older, you need to understand those triggers, those things that you've heard and learn how to reprogram yourself because you know it's not true. You reconnect, you discover who you really are. That is your metamorphosis, hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, and then you are able to, to carve out a new path for yourself, right? You cut that old record off, you stop it from playing because you know it's not the truth of the matter. And you realize the people before you that may have imprinted you have their own stories and their own issues. And that doesn't mean you have to carry their baggage along with you because it won't serve you well. Mm -hmm. So yes, from a young age, having been put through the fire, so to speak, when you come out, you, in many cases, it either breaks you or it makes you stronger. And for me and my siblings and my mom, it made us stronger human beings and it made us want to be better human beings. And we're much more compassionate and non-judgmental because we know everybody has a story in which to tell. And sometimes they hide behind their mask. They don't let you know their story because it's too painful or they feel shame from it. You know, aside from abusive family life, I was also sexually abused at nine years old by a neighbor's son. And, you know, there was a lot to have to unpeel the onion to get to the root cause and for me to discover the true woman I was. So call that a metamorphosis because I love that. And I am a, I am a big believer in God. I am deeply spiritual and I have unwavering faith. And I always connected to God even as a child and prayed. And manifestation to me is part of that prayer. It is having unwavering belief that you can create something different in your life because you have the power within you to do that. And when you believe in that and you take action towards that end, you can create that dream and make it a reality. And I fervently believe that to this day and uh, people around me have bore witness to manifestations coming true for me but it is an unwavering faith and gratitude for your life that you must have and for all things. That is absolutely incredible and so very true. And um, wow, it, it, you know, your story really is very moving to me. If anybody has the opportunity to um, pick up this book called Sacred Spaces and on chapter two, read this very powerful testimony of resilience and transformation. You know, Lisa, you are 
just an incredible human being. Um, I know that uh, along your journey, you became interested in being a TV producer and have, as you mentioned on the bio, won um, an award. I believe it was the Silver Telly Award for mm -hmm. uh, as a, as a uh, TV producer. And I'm just curious if, was there a particular aspect of that role as a TV producer that had to do with your ability to dream and manifest? I think so. I think it's about allowing your creative juices to flow. Manifestation is part of your imagination, right? Your dreams are part of the things that you imagine in your own mind. And I never limit myself and think small. I don't come from a scarcity mindset. You asked about a growth mindset. A growth mindset is realizing that the universe is abundant. It's there for all of us to be able to tap into. I believe in a vibrational energetic force that we can tap into to become more enlightened, to become more powerful, to become more resilient and persistent. And when you are fueled by your passions, then of course, you know, you'll go after it. It, it sparks your soul and you will go after what it is you want with the gusto of life. You need to be persistent and determined if you want to accomplish things. And so I'm a big advocate of being a motivator for others and and having other people help motivate me, being around expanders that will help you in that process, not see things small, not the glass half empty, glass half full, the glass could always be refilled. That's a meme that goes around and I believe that. You know, just always believe that you are deserving and you are worthy, we all are. Our past does not define us. You get to define how and be the architect of your own beautiful life. That is so beautiful. Uh, let's fast forward to a time in your life when it, it what it appeared, and I think it was an appendicitis attack. So you probably had acute appendicitis, but there was a, there was something that was discovered, right? So you went from the appendicitis attack to a bigger problem, and then you way your way back to a healthy self via manifestation. How did you do this? Tell us what happened and how did you get to the other side? Okay. So it just so happened to be brought up the Telly Award. It, um, that Telly Award came from a documentary that I produced a pilot um, with my cousin, Nikki D. Cesare, my sister. Um, called Raising Humanity? Called Raising Humanity, correct? Yes, called Raising Humanity. And within our own backyard um, at the time was Heath Evans, an NFL football player from the Saints. They had just won you know, the Super Bowl. And his wife um, had been also a victim of childhood sexual abuse. And unfortunately she had a much difficult time coping with that than I did. And so, you know, it brought her down a lot of challenging paths in her life. And he started a foundation for children, which I really respected and wanted to get that message out there that there is hope and that, you know, you're not alone. Unfortunately, the stats are so high when it comes to sexual abuse for children. But in any event, it was at that time, there was a lot going on in my life and I was packing up to, to leave a, a home that my lease had expired on. And the bottom line was, I thought I strained myself while I was packing, but really mm -hmm. um, it was my, I was, my appendix was getting ready to burst, but that was a sign from God, tell you true. Um, I went to see my stepdad, who was a doctor, had been a doctor for 65 years. Um, and, you know, he right away diagnosed me and said, you have to go to the emergency room. And when I was in the emergency room, 
they kept running me through the MRI machine and I'm like, mm, this is not normal. And then the doctor came over to me and said, I want permission to be able to remove your appendix, which is about to burst. But that grapefruit sized tumor between your heart and your lung that I can't take care of. And of course, that was the first time I ever heard about that. And so um, it was like, okay, as I'm being wheeled up to the operating room. But I am very blessed. I have a really amazing network of people. And by virtue of my stepdad being a prominent doctor, um, we were able to arrange for a dream team in New York. And that's what they were. And I worked with energetic healers because I believe in Western medicine as well as alternative medicine. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma and my tumor was attached to my diaphragmatic nerve. And if it wasn't shaved off properly, it would have been really a horrific outcome for me. If I had lived through it, it would have been very difficult for me to breathe. But um, all went really well. And I am, thank you so much, Dr. Sonnet. I am very grateful for my life. And so, yes, you know what? It gave me a deeper appreciation for the life that I lived. And I was more determined than ever to accomplish all the things that I had dreamed about in my own mind to be the best person I could be so that when the time comes and I do take my last breath, I will feel like I've done God's work here on the planet. Mm. So your manifestation process, you know, you were you were thinking about it, right? You're visualizing yourself healthy. Absolutely. And, and it, I mean, it's incredible. I think that I don't know if a lot of people have access to that type of, or at least they're not aware. We all have access to that power, by the way, but I think not everyone gets to decide. You know, a lot of people stay back paralyzed by fear. And mm -hmm. so you got past the fear and you took charge and you said, no, I'm, I'm well, I'm healthy. And it's really incredible that I'm very glad you're here, of course, and, you know, because everyone can learn from this and understand how powerful we are, how our minds are so absolutely powerful. I don't know if you saw, I saw this on a documentary, and I honestly don't remember the name of the documentary, but I was impressed by the story of this man who had some kind of a spinal injury, and they said he would never walk, but every day, because he was completely paralyzed from head to toe, he imagined, he was able to visualize the vertebrae and all the bones aligning together. And for some reason, he, two years later, he was walking, you know, which was the impossible. But that visualization of even reconstructing his body in a way that it would support his body weight, it, it's just amazing what the mind can do. I believe um, in endless possibilities, you know, and, um, and that goes for us as human beings as well. I think we've been endowed with so many gifts that that people have not taken the time to try to discover when people say I need to find myself. No, you don't. You don't need to find yourself. You need to rediscover, reconnect, remember who you truly are, because there is a lot of programming that takes place around you and you need to be able to shut out that noise. Right. right. And by virtue of manifestation, I really think that when you visualize yourself as being healthy, you, you have a choice. You either live in the victimhood of it and you become paralyzed by fear or you decide, you know what? I'm going to visualize myself healthy. I have them in vinegar. I am already healthy. All will be well in my world. And keep affirming positivity into your life. You will see it is the law of attraction. It is frequency. It is vibration. You will start to attract better, healthier people, places and things into your life. When you live in that negative mode, 
It brings you down when you're complaining, when you always think, woe is me. We all have challenges. None of us go unscathed. We all carry a cross. Some, some are heavier than others, but it's not letting your emotions control you. It's about you controlling your emotions. We're all fearful at times. Fear can be healthy. That's why when people say be fearless, nobody's fearless. There's healthy fear. You need right. that fear under, you know, unsafe circumstances, right? To be able to react appropriately. But once you stand back and you observe, and, and that's why meditation is so important, learning how to control your breath, you can bring down your anxiety, you can get a better grasp on things, and you can have more clarity. And that's what's so important in our lives. I agree with you. I think, you know, first of all, I think there was no courage without fear, right? Fear, courage is defined by the presence of fear, that yes. you do something in spite of how you feel. And I think a lot of times we are controlled by our emotions, not realizing that we have control. We don't have control of anything other than the way that we decide to take part in life events. Mm -hmm. Life is going to unfold. You have control over how you take part in it. And that's something that a lot of people need to, to grasp. You know, Absolutely. so I'm very glad you're talking about it. I think it's wonderful what you said. And it's um, not easy. And I don't want to pretend to people, you know, I'm not all rainbows and unicorns. We are all human and we all can right. all get triggered. But when you have awareness, you catch yourself faster. Right. You realize I'm going down a rabbit hole here. Let me put the brakes on. And that's when having a support system around you, people that you love and you trust can really help lift you in your time of need because we, we all have encounters where we need other people right? To love on us, pray for Absolutely. us. Totally. Um, in the in the chapter um, of uh, the book, Sacred Spaces, you mentioned an epiphany you had when you were in your third year of law school and uh, where you found yourself on the wrong path. Can you share about uh, how that might have been a catalyst to a deeper meaning in your life? Okay. So when I was younger um, and my mom did leave my dad at 13 years old and we moved back down to Brooklyn. We I was raised up in the Adirondacks in upstate New York and our Italian family was there in Brooklyn to, to love and support us. And I, I have always been a perennial student. I always had a drive to want to learn because you know what? You beautiful inside, outside, things can be taken away from you, but your knowledge that never gets taken away. That is yours to keep. And as long as you use it, then you are powerful. So um, advocate of education. So I went off to college and then uh, I always aspired to do two things, either be a lawyer or be an actor. And it kind of went hand in hand. And my family said, you know, be sensible, go for the law. There's a million people out in Hollywood. And so I did. And you know, uh, I had some really great experiences there. I got to travel to Russia and study with Oxford professors in Russia, Poland, and in France, all wonderful things. But I also wanted to be a voice for women that were indigent, a uh, judicial system that I did not think was fair. And the more that I interned for what I thought were very, very respectable organizations, quite frankly, I realized Corruption is rife at every level in our lives. And that is something we just need to be honest about. And I knew that I could not really be a part of it and find joy and peace in my own heart. And so, yes, I pivoted in my third year of law school. And I decided to make a big change in my life. And I have no regrets about that pivot. Sometimes we think we have to do things to please other people, be it family members, a partner, you know, what friends, what's expected of us. And 
honestly, it was courageous to pivot with one class left in my third year. So that's what I did. And I never looked back and I found, I found my happiness and my joy and my passion and my peace. That's so inspiring. Um, I wanted to now go to talk about this other book that I know it's going to be a tremendous success already. Uh, B, from passion and purpose to product and prosperity. We know that you are co-author with uh, the, the other two co-authors who are incredible entrepreneurs, Ashley Black and Corey Minkus. And I want you to talk a little bit about this book. Tell us what it is, how you got there. So um, I am I am a woman who embraces the divine feminine and the divine feminine characteristics. We have divine feminine and masculine energies within us. But the divine feminine, a large part of that is not about competition. It is about collaboration. Hence the collaboration in sacred spaces with 21 authors and now the B book. Um, so Ashley Black is a phenomenal entrepreneur. She's the inventor of the fascia blaster with close to hundred patents under her name. She runs a nine figure business and she happened to be a client of ours in a video production commercial spot for her product. And she attended one of our events, the innovators think tank that I had created where in product innovators from all over the world attend and they get to meet Kevin Harrington and our advisory board members. And we help to take those products to the next level. But um, it was there that I met Ashley for the first time, and I was just enthralled by her and her passion. And she wanted to meet me the next day at my office, and we did. And I had carved out 15 minutes because my life is very busy, and we wound up speaking for two hours. And we mm -hmm. had so many synergies, and we recognized the gifts that each one of us brought to the table and we became fast and furious friends. And at the end of the conversation, um, she said, we should write a book together because we're, we're both nerds when it comes to quantum physics and studies of the universe and so many other dimensions of life. And uh, so we stayed in touch. Corey Minkus, I met through a, a mutual friend, Sasha Ferguson, another client of mine. I believe in fostering relationships with my clients. They usually become very dear friends. And uh, Sasha, said, you know, you have to meet this woman, Corey Minkus. I've taken classes with Kane and Alessia. Um, Corey is the C was the CEO of um, Rock, uh, I'm sorry, Industry Rockstars. And she's also the CEO of Rock Your Product now. So anyway, um, my mom was dying at the time and it was just not fortuitous timing. But after my mom passed, it just so happened that Corey was doing a, a live presentation in Orlando. Sasha flew in and said, you're going. And so she, we went off to Orlando. It was right at the beginning of COVID. The hotel was basically empty, but Corey and I met. And again, it was a fast and furious friendship. She said to me, hey, you know what? I'm gonna write a book on how to take a product to market. I'm like, people have told me to do that for years. We should do it together. She's like, let's do it. And then um, we brought Ashley into the mix and Ashley was the catalyst for getting us a deal through Post Hill Publishing and Simon and Schuster. She has been utterly fantastic. And together our book will come out June 28th. And it's gone through a lot of iterations, Daya. You know, at first it was so business heavy. Um, and then Ashley's like, you know what? I want this to be an easy, fun read, interactive. So now it's really like, Personal development, self-transformation, meet your entrepreneurial spirit. It's very much an interactive book 
where you get to journal within their movements that mm -hmm. we call them movements, their exercises to help you dig out your passion, find how to live a purposeful life, what really is going to spark you and, and lead to the torture promise so that you can live your highest version while you're here. And that's what we're about. We're going to be doing retreats in Costa Rica in the future. That's we have amazing. the writing of the book, which we developed for proof of concept of what women wanted. And that's why the book has gone through so many different iterations. Mm -hmm. The writing of the book is a private Facebook group. We have close to 10,000 women that organically has grown. And it is a movement. And the B movement is about women supporting other women, amplifying each other's voices. We bring on a lot of female entrepreneurs so that others can learn from each other. You don't have to do the, the journey of entrepreneurism alone. But again, we, we don't encourage you to start a business until you get your own act together. And so that's why we do a lot in the personal development, self-transformation end. That is fantastic. I love the, the aspect about the book that interests me the most is how when you were writing the book and there was this community of the writing of the book, how so many people came together, you know, even though it, it was it, it was almost like it was everyone was a part of it in some way. Right. There yeah. were experiences that were shared. There are things that flourish for flourish for people that were interested in the process and along the way even found themselves. I think this is one of the most beautiful things about you. And I can say that about Ashley because I personally know her. I used to work on on the Fasha Blessed group a couple of years ago and had the opportunity. I was actually the first motivator to meet her in person wow. in New York City. And she is just delightful. She she makes everyone feel like a superstar, right? It's yeah. the way the same way you are. And knowing a little bit about Corey, I see an incredible energy amongst the three of you and how you have this ability to just encourage others and be loving and supportive. You know, never I mean you you all have accomplished so much, but it's your emotional humility that's front and center, you know, you. in the way that you deal with people, your guests on the writing of the book, you're inviting people from all walks of life, myself included, to come in and share their your their experience and empower other people and and or or have us learn something we hadn't known about before. So it's an incredible community. Um, I wanted to see if let me look at the time because I know we have you have you're a busy lady and you have a clubhouse event tonight. Would you like I to tell do. everyone about that and tell what this is love exactly? To. I'd love to. So um, again, through community and networking, which is how we all build relationships and what opens up other doors for us. When I was in Costa Rica doing a photo shoot with Ashley, who resides in Costa Rica, and Corey, um, I had the distinct honor and privilege to meet uh, Isabel Rodriguez, and she is a, a phenomenal woman. She is a coach and a number one coach in Sweden. And she has also had her share of challenges in her younger years and had a movie written had a movie produced about her and she now resides in Costa Rica with her husband Hector and they do a lot of retreats and Isabel is doing her own retreats now um, and I am a, a guest speaker at it and another one of our followers Olivia Smith part of the uh, earthing movement but um, yeah it's a retreat called Mastering Feminine Power and it'll take place here in Florida July 11th to the 16th and there's still some very limited availability so I hope women want to join it's a vacation and a retreat with everything you need for life for I really believe like life breakthroughs in your life and so we're going on Clubhouse this evening at six o'clock Eastern 5 p.m. Central 
And um, the link, if you go to Lisa Branken on my Facebook or the at, at the Lisa Branken on Instagram, mm -hmm. you will see the link to be able to join. And if you're already on Clubhouse, um, just look up. It's can we have it all? And, you know, that has been can a question. Can women have it all, right? Can women yeah. have it all? Yeah, can women have it all? And Isabel Rodriguez is the host, and I'm the co-host of that. And it's a question that's been asked now for, you know, decades. That, but um, I think that's changed, and we need to redefine it. I think it's been debunked in a lot of ways. I think it puts a lot of pressure on women. And so it'll be a dynamic conversation about that and who we are today as women and, and what do we want and not conforming to the norm as to what people expect, but rewriting the playbook for our personal lives and our professional lives. That is amazing. So inspiring. You know, it's a conversation that we must keep having, right? Yes. I think women are so malleable. You know, we have so many seasons of life. And um, I know that for those of you who are listening to this interview, uh, you might say, oh, this is not for me. But you know what? I This is what I say to my own clients. I say, what you what what you need in the moment might not be something that you'll have access right now, but there's so much information out there. Really try to focus and learning as much as you can about what's available to you. Because like Lisa says, you know, there is there is a community of people. There is there is what we call a tribe, right, of women that are like-minded that can help you or inspire you. And maybe something that's not so good for you today might be something wonderful down the road six months from now. Mm -hmm. Something you're not resonating with now may resonate with you later. We have so many different seasons and we play so many different roles as women. It's really empowering to hear even the phrase, can women have it all, right? Because I think we do so much as it is. You know, all of us are natural multitaskers because we're nurturers and we take care of so many people even if you don't have children, you might be taking care of an elderly parent or pets or you're in charge at, at, at work. You might be the boss or in charge of a group of people or you have children. And, and when you have children, you, you're everything. You're a maid, you're a nurse, you're a teacher, you're a mediator, you're, you know, so many roles, of course. So I really think it's a conversation that is so important to have. So if, for those of you who are watching, look it up on Clubhouse. Can women have it all with Lisa Bankren and the other two wonderful ladies um, well, Rodriguez and Olivia Smith, and it'll be good because it will be about redefining what that really means. You know, we don't need to, again, have the societal dictate of what that means and set up what I think can be um, roadblocks or make you feel less than if you feel like you can't do it all. We're not Wonder Women. You said earlier, we're not robots, right? Yeah, we're human right. beings. And exactly. we need to we need to take care of ourselves first before we can take care of everybody else. Right. And I love that, too. I think that in the conversation of who we are and who we can become, right, there's always that aspect of being human, which is something that is so humbling, right? Every time I see someone like yourself who is so accomplished, you know, I mean, it, your resume is incredible, but what is front and center is your heart. And with that, it shows me that I can be human, that I can be, I can make mistakes, I can be, um, I can aspire to to do the things that you do without envy and be part of a community and, and feel inspired by you. You know, this is what people need to learn that, that we're not competing. We're here as a part of a big puzzle, as a part of what we call humanity and, and align yourself, aligning yourself with people that are like-minded places you in that place that it will help you discover your own sense of self. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been, I've had affirmations 
over and over and over in the presence of other people's mission and say it's beautiful that we can embrace others and invite others and include others, even on the things that we're doing. And people can find themselves too in that, you know? So I think I'm, I'm so excited for the conversation. I'm gonna join in on Clubhouse because I wanna listen to it as well. I know that you have to go and I don't wanna keep you longer then because you are busy, but I wanna say thank you again for being here with me today. This was so, so, so special. And um, my goodness, I am so honored. And, and I know that everyone who will be watching, if you're not watching live, you're going to watch the replay um, uh, and you're going to just be blessed by this interview. Uh, Love Most, the podcast with Dea is, again, brought to you by Live Mana Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Uh, we, are, uh, we play on Amazon Fire, Apple TV and Roku and all of my social media platforms, YouTube, Twitter and Facebook. Um, we want to let you know that we'll be back with another episode of Love Most, that podcast in a couple of weeks or so. We thank you for joining us today. Have an amazing day. And thank you, Lisa, again for joining me. Love thank you. Thank you. My honor and my pleasure. Have a great evening. You too.